You are now tuned in to the Idea of Manhood episode two. Thank you for tuning in. Let's go. Why am I here? From a historical position, I'm here as a result of greed. Bad deeds, whips, and planting seeds. As a rhetorical question, I'm here to break molds and lead. Raise gold, save souls, and feed on the knowledge. There's people in my district that won't even sleep. Toss and turn all night at the vision of my people in college. Why am I here though? I'm here to show folks you can rest and relax. We got this. The whole world's on our shoulders and back. I'm here to show the youngins ain't no time to slack. And show them some of the skills that they clearly lack. But why am I doubted before I even start? Old folks think we have no heart. See what I mean. But why? Is it something if I speak my mind? God said, just seek and you find. But then again, I'm stuck between destiny and 400 years of bad luck. Why am I here, though? I'm here to be a spiritual voice, right? Create alternatives for people that weren't given a choice, right? A con do it for the symphony for people that weren't given a voice, right? Oprah got the girls. So I'm here for the boys, right? Why am I here? I'm here to love a woman the only way I know how. I just learned to love myself. So wow, imagine the predicament I was in when reciting those vows. The world said, wait, so I married her now. I'm here to be a man. Well, guess that's evident to be a father, not necessarily president. I'm here to make mistakes and be ignorant at times and be angry and belligerent at times. To be profiled and followed by the cops To plant seeds and see the benefit of all of my crops I'm here to make decisions and wear suits at meetings And use Jay-Z on my answering machine greeting This is a little dated I'm here to compete but the field ain't even Can't you see the situation that we in? Being black and locked out we can't even key in They got the shades down we can't even see in I'm here to show y'all while we pumped our fist and pound the concrete in frustration. Well, it's the same reason why they raised their flags when the terrorists attacked the nation. I'm here to master the dichotomy of being me in America and make sure you all understand the terror of me being here. That's why I'm here. Yo, this is a, this is a, um, This is a poem that I wrote in 2005. I wrote this poem in 2005, 10 plus years ago. And 
as this thing comes together with the podcast, like everything in my life is coming together for the good. And that's how that's how life works, yo. Like that's how life works. Good, good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Sorry, I didn't introduce myself. It's five mics representing the idea of manhood episode two. The idea of manhood episode two. We here, right? Check us out on uh, theideamanhood.com. Check us out on um, on iTunes. We got the iTunes thing going. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you leave comments. Make sure you rate me. If I'm whack, give me one star. Give me a chance to improve. Um, and I'm glad to be here again today. I'm standing up today. I got some advice. I'm standing up and I'm speaking with my hands and I'm going to be using them. Um, so we're here. So, yeah, I wrote that poem 10 years ago. And as this podcast thing has come together, like I told you, some people thought it's faking. Some people thought that, oh, you just want to do a podcast because everybody's doing a podcast. But I'm telling you, I've been a poet for a long time. I've been a writer for a long time. I've been, you know, a, a connoisseur of culture for a long time. Um, and these are thoughts that I've always had, you know, to do something for young men, to talk about marriage, to talk about families, to talk about, um, you know, the, the, the pressures of being a professional in 2000 and then five now 15 and um it's awesome how all these things are coming together so just thank you for being here on uh, with me on this journey and um i think we have a special episode today um please please just tell your people to tune in you know like i said the idea of manhood is is something unique we're changing the 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 voice of, of what people will hear when they think of young men when they think of men we're going to change that um we're going to change that inner voice right and so we're just working on it day by day all of us together so I'm, I'm i'm appreciative that you're here today with me um and and the concept today what we're talking about today the idea of manhood today is that every boy needs his daddy right that's our concept today that's what we're talking about today Every boy needs his daddy. And we're going to go in and we're going to talk about it. And I'm going to get personal and share some things about myself a little bit later. Hopefully you stay tuned in. But uh, at the end of the last episode, I told you I was going to do some um, do some some rants. Right. So if you follow me on Facebook or whatever, Instagram, whatever, every now and again, you know, like like all of us, I I, I, I see things and I observe things and um makes me angry okay uh and i don't like it uh, there's certain things i don't like <laughs> but everybody rants right kanye got rants everybody got rants right um but my segment is gonna be called i'm tired and again see how things come together people people that know no you know people that really know no um i used to perform a poem because like i said i'm a, a, a world-class poet in my brain only um, I used to perform a poem, uh, yeah, 12, 13, maybe even longer years ago called I'm tired. And I would change it every few, you know, every few times I performed it, I would add new lines in or whatever. And it would just be about things I was tired of. I was tired of people that wore jerry curls. I was, you know, tired of, you know, the same 10 songs on the radio. I was tired of, you know the way that they portray us on TV. So these are things that are constant, right? So my segment for the weekly segment, I didn't get to it last week, but I'm going to start off with it this week and what I'm tired of. And we're going to keep it real light today. Today, I am tired of people that, mm, 
I have my hands pressed up against my lips because it makes me angry uh, and I'm trying to suppress it. Um, I am tired of people that walk in diagonal lines on narrow sidewalks. Like, what are you doing with yourself? Like, what internal dialogue do you have that you can't see that you are work walking in a 45 degree angle like you're doing a straight like 45 marching band turn you know it's keeping your legs to the side and keeping your body to the sidelines like what are you doing why are you on the metro platform right it's 3,000 people on the platform in the subway in DC and you're slam walking perpendicular to the rest of the people like what what is what could be possibly going through your mind so you have 10,000 people on the on the platform on the narrow sidewalk in the city and you're walking at a diagonal and so then when I bump into you uh, uh when I tap you when I give you a little love tap you're looking at me like I'm crazy I'm tired of that like stop people please forward like think forward motion like go with the traffic be aware like put your phone down for a second while you're walking on the street don't walk diagonally please i'm tired of that all right so that's how it's gonna go um real simple you know nothing nothing too dramatic it'll get more serious and less serious as i see fit um i as i'm podcasting as i'm recording i had the tv on in the background i'm just looking at the news and i'm you know i i'll be doing some things where i just freestyle you know i'm a freestyle i like to talk i think that's where a lot of our fruitful discussion comes from just at the top of our minds and i'm looking right now at at at, at the situation going on in dc with the violence and 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 the killings and the murders and this drug situation and they have the uh they have the 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 chief of police Kathy Lanier in, in D.C., you know, just talking in the town hall meeting, I guess they had tonight about stopping the violence. These things they have every two or three years when the violence gets crazy. And, you know, I'm tired of that for real. I'm tired of the violence. Um, I'm tired of not only the violence, but not really like the police and the different government agencies and uh, not addressing the root of the violence and being afraid to talk about where this violence is coming from. It's not, it's not random acts of violence. They always talk about, Oh, just randomly 30 people got shot last week. These aren't random. Like these are, um, these are, shall I say like designed, the plan is working like the institutions that were created to keep people out have done an excellent job and so people are uh revolting so to speak you know they are expressing the frustrations of not having jobs and not having anything to do during the daytime and not having anything to live for so um, yeah, I'm tired of that. Sorry, I went off on a little tangent, but so yeah, so 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 that's the segment. I'm tired, so we'll do something like that every now and again. Um, but like I said, today we're talking about the fact that every boy needs his daddy. Episode two: the idea of manhood. Thanks for tuning in. Um, earlier, before I read a poem, why am I here? Um, 
And I'm here for a lot of reasons. And sometimes it takes time to know why you're really here. And when I wrote this 10 years ago, you know, in my 20s, early 20s, and, you know, I was really trying to, I was really asking myself that question. And as I read it now, I probably haven't read this in a good six, seven, eight years. And as I read it today, preparing for this um, episode, it, it gave me chills, man, because as you know, I'm older now, 10 years older, I have a child. When I wrote this, I didn't have a child. Um, I didn't have any children. You know, I was newly married. Um, and now to see how things have come around, you know, it was written, you know, as Nas said, it was written. Um, and so interestingly enough, right, get a little personal, interesting. Actually, you know, let's take a little break and um, take a little break. And then we'll come back with uh, the, the, the main idea for today, the 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 um, the main discussion point of today, knowing that every boy needs his daddy. All right. Be right back. All right. And we're back. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. Anyhow, um, yeah. So the the topic for today, the main discussion point for today, is the fact that every boy, every boy needs his daddy. I'm making a statement. Every boy needs his daddy. So where this gets personal for me is that, you know, um, growing up, I you know I I was kind of lucky because I had you know I had my my father, um, my father, uh, you know, who, who, who was there when I was born and, and for various reasons were, didn't remain in my life. Um, you know, him and my mom split up when I was a young kid, my mom got remarried and I had another, I had a stepfather that was, um, there during, you know, formative years of my life. And, um, you know, it, it's always been a sensitive issue for me talking about fathers and my father and what kind of father I want to be because, you know, I kind of had I had a lot of different role models. I had a different I had good role models, bad role models, absent, present, um, you know, physically present, but emotionally detached. Um, you know, so a lot of times when we talk about, oh, yeah, my dad was there, you know, he might have been there. His, his body was there, but mentally, a lot of, we know a lot of dads check out for various reasons that we're going to talk about later. Um, not today, but in a later episode. And so, you know, through the years, my relationship with my, uh, my, my father, my real father, my biological father, um, it, it, it went through his ups and downs, you know, um, you know, something I could always say positive about my dad is that he wanted to be an active participant and player in my life and during different stages of my life I you know I wasn't open to that you know I could definitely take responsibility for that um and so and, the, and there were times where he should have been a little bit more present and a little and, and been a little bit there a little bit more for me and wasn't you know we've talked about that and we're still working through that I'm I'm old I'm almost an old man and we're still working through that. And so during some of the formative years of my life in college and after college, and even as I entered, you know, official adulthood in your 20s and 30s, like I kind of had this feeling 
And I always felt like, you know, I, I made it here on my own. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I, I, there was a period of time in my 20s where I didn't really talk to my dad that much. And, you know, not because I hated him or I had anger or it's just I just I was just independent. And I've always been a very independent kid. And, you know, I don't I don't, I don't need nobody. Get out of here with that. I'm on my own. I'm my own man. You know what I mean? That was kind of my thing. And, you know, I went to college at 17 and never moved back home. You know, I was one of those kids that, you know, on breaks, I went to this person's house, that person's house, shacked up, stayed on campus, you know, just hid in the residence hall. You know, no, sorry, Jamie. No, but for real, like I just did what I had to do. And I thought like, yo, this is me. Like, you know, I got this. I'm making my own trail. I'm a trailblazer in my life. You know, I don't need anybody. And so, um, you know, life continues. Life goes on. And I got married and I had children and, you know, followed a certain path. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. And I'm going to, you know, I'm, this is me, Mike. You know what I'm saying? Bye, Mike, son. And uh, I always, I, 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 I wasn't as forgiving and I wasn't as open to reconnecting with my dad until I had my son and when I you know started thinking about fatherhood and I was still I was kind of embarrassed almost right like for those of us whose fathers aren't around there comes there comes a point where it's like you you need that person you need that voice you know moms are great you know moms are for a lot of guys moms are everything like we live for our moms we die for our moms right but there comes a certain time in your life, in my opinion, where like you need uh, another man in your life to give you a little bit of direction. Right. And, you know, you need someone that's familiar to you, that understands you, that is cut from the same cloth as you. So, yeah, my uncle, I, I never I'll never forget. And, you know, I always remember when my uncle, my uncle played a tremendous role in my life is showing me what manhood was about um but you need like I needed a voice that that was familiar with my gene pool that was familiar with why you know my feet hurt when I walk for too long or you know why I have these long legs that go up to my neck and you know what I'm saying like I needed someone that was familiar with um with me like biologically and I didn't even know that. So I was going through things, you know, not crazy things, just life things, you know. You get married, you're trying to figure things out with your spouse, and you're like, yo, why is it so hard? Like, is it just me? Is this marriage thing just hard for me? You know, you're going through this fatherhood thing, and, you know, the mother has all this support. The mother in the family always has support from their mother and all the aunties and all the female cousins and all the female co-workers. And they have a barrage of support. But many times the father in that situation is left like, who can I turn to? Who can I call? Who could who could tell me, yo, you're not crazy. That's real. You know what you're going through is really real. It's not just you. And I felt as if I had to do that on my own, whether that's 
real or not, I don't know, but it was real to me because that's how I made it out to be. And so recently I took a trip to Florida. My, my, my father lives in Florida and we reconnected and we, we reconnect, we've reconnected many times throughout the years. Um, but it was always like a, a time here, a period here, a week or two, we would call each other and then we wouldn't talk again for another six months. And it was my fault. Like, I'm not, you know, I can eat that and understand that it's my fault. Um, but this time was different. This time was different when we met. Uh, when, you know, all of our family, my brothers were there. My, you know, my sister was there. My wife was there. My two children were there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we, you know, it was something about this visit that was different, that felt like it was a connection. And it was one moment that I've talked about with a few people where it was my brother, uh, my father and myself sitting at a table and we were talking about, they were really, my brother and my father were talking, arguing about politics and diversity and, you know, they were going at it, right? And I was in the other room, not really paying attention, you know, and then my sister comes in like, yo, go sit at that table, get your brother and get your dad to calm down. Like, what are they, what's going on? So I go in there just joking, laughing or whatever. And I'm sitting at this table watching my dad and watching my brother argue with each other. Now, understand that it's my brother. Yes. And we spent many summers together growing, you know, from the time he was born to about the time he was nine or 10 or 11. And but we didn't grow up in the same household. You know, there were years and years and years where we didn't talk to each other, like just because of situations, you know, he moved across the country and went to college and I was over here in college and family. And so we didn't grow up in the same household. My father and I didn't, you know, after a certain age, we didn't grow up. We weren't in the same household either. And so we're sitting at this table, reconnecting this almost like this miniature family reunion and my dad's telling a story and I'm looking at him and I'm seeing me. I'm seeing me when I, and I'm looking like, what the, that's me. The voice, you know, the way that he was telling the story, the, the humor the, that he used and, you know, he was charming and just like, uh, you know, hey, hey, apple falls close. Anyhow. Uh, like just the way he was engaging in the conversation and trying to prove his point and using humor as kind of like the segue to pull people in and making voices and, you know, animated. And I'm like, yo, that's me. So like, look at this. So I started to well up a little bit. I was like, yo, this is crazy. And then my brother starts talking who again, like we talk on Facebook and, but I probably seen him maybe four times in the past 15 years just you know at different family events or you know I was able to see him and his wife you know go to their wedding and this is the first time I'm seeing him in a long time with his new son so his new son is there his baby boy is there you know his wife is there is awesome and I'm hearing him argue with my dad and I'm and I'm seeing another part of me right there you know he's a little bit sarcastic a bit of a jerk no don't no 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 shade um, but I'm talking about myself, too, because all of these things I saw, like I'm watching at this table and I'm like, that's me. We're all like we're all the same. And there was so much validation in that moment. Right. So I couldn't stop thinking about, well, if these are the things that like we've been sitting at this table for 10 minutes 
and we were able to see these connections and see these things that we have in common. What could possibly be the other things that we have in common? Whether it's biologically, whether it's socially, whether it's emotionally, whether it's our relationships and how they evolve, uh, whether it's how we interact with other people at work. And my mind, I just I just got so overwhelmed um, with with happiness and just thankfulness and just like, wow, look at this. And I was about to let all of this go because I was stubborn. You see what I'm saying? And so. In preparation for this podcast, I've been thinking about different um, different conversations I could talk about today. And I had a list. I have a list of 20 things talking about. And I had them all. It's ready, ready to go. And um, right before I'm getting ready to come in the room to, uh, to, to record, I get a call. And who's the call from? My father. My dad calls me out the random you know as i'm getting ready to walk into the room to uh to record this is what i'm recording right now and i'll tell you what we talked about in like two seconds all right hold tight and i'll be right back yo okay we're back one one more time one more again um so as i'm getting ready to come and record in my little studio my dad calls and um, what's crazy is that my dad is a DJ. My dad is an actual real live <laughs> DJ. And he's been a DJ for 28 years on a radio station. He does uh, he, he mixes and, and has his own radio show that comes on once a week. <laughs> looky, looky. Like, what am I doing here? Almost like doing my own little radio show. And my dad's been doing this for 28 years. And I knew that. Um, but he calls me and he has advice to give me about the podcast. You know how it is when you get advice. You're like, come on, I know what I'm doing. Uh, you know, but I, I humbled myself and I, he gave me some awesome advice. So any changes that you hear from episode two to episode episode from episode one is because of him. You know, the most important thing he told me is um, stand up. Last time I was sitting down, I was crunched up in the corner. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to I was trying to keep my voice down because like I told you, my my daughter's room is right next door. Or my son's room is across the hall. You know, he was like, look, forget that, yo. Like he said, you know, don't worry about that. You know, he, he said either one, find a time to record when they're awake. <clears throat> they're not going to bother you or, you know, hey, just talk. They'll be all right. But as a listener, he said he could tell that I was suppressing my voice. So I'm right now as we speak, I'm standing up, you know, I'm speaking, I'm being myself. I feel so much more free as opposed to when I was sitting down, you know, he gave me that advice. He gave me the advice of when I'm podcasting to pretend or to act as if I'm talking to one person, you know, not like I'm trying to reach the entire world, but just focus my attention at different times on one person. Amazing, amazing advice. Um, he also told me to keep the podcast short, uh, 15 to 20 minutes. I told him, Pops, I can't do that right now. Um, but, you know, I think once he hears this and once he sees like what the, the format is for many other podcasts, he'll see that my few minutes are not that bad. My my, my 30 to 40 minutes is, is doing good. So we had this conversation. We spoke for about 20, 30 minutes and he shared things with me that, you know, 
I might have come in here and did something completely different if I didn't talk with him. And it was in that moment that I recognized that, you know, boys, men, grown men, young men, kids, teenagers, if you're a boy, you need to have a relationship with your father. Right. It doesn't mean that he needs to live in the house with you. It doesn't mean that, you know, you know, he has to be in a relationship with your mother. Um, but there needs to be a time if it if at all possible, if if if, you know, as long as it's not like a, a, a foster child situation or an adoption situation or, you know, if the father is still living, if the father is alive and able and halfway willing Young men, you need to forge relationships with your father. You need to see where you're coming from and not like, you know, your ancestry, even though that's important, but just how we are wired. This wiring is hardwired, like the inside of a house wall. You know, when they made our house, we got to come in at different times and see how they pre-wired some of the rooms and how they were able to put the speaker wire in the wall before our TV was even up. You know what I'm saying? And all of us, men and women, are hardwired based on, you know, our genes and our history, our genetic pool and biology. And all of that is based from you know, our mother and father, the two people that came together to create us. We can't take that for granted. Me, I took that for granted. And I thought, hey, I could do this. I got this. I got this adult thing. I'm on my own, son. I could do this, you know. And um, it was that quick conversation and, and seeing my brother and father argue and me joining the argument to be like, yo, I need this. As I'm raising a young boy, I need this. And so tonight, after I got off the phone with my dad, I told my son the whole truth. And I said, yo, I was mad at my dad for a long time. And of course, he's nine. So he's like, why? And I was like, you know how, you know, hey, I'm hard on you. And, you know, you're nine. So you have to take it. Well, my dad was hard on me and I couldn't take it. And I bailed. And I was like, yo, I'm out. So I explained it to him, and that's important, showing that vulnerability uh, as a young man to my son and then also to my dad. You know, so all in all, I, I feel like this podcast, the idea of manhood is a healing tool for me, and I know that it can be a healing tool for listeners. So please forward this around, subscribe to it, like I said, rate it write your comments and please send me comments and ways that you think I can get better and ways that, you know, you could think I can, I can engage with the audience a little differently, but that's, that's what we have today, folks. Every boy needs his daddy. Um, today is August. I don't even know what today's date is. Today is August the 19th, about to be the 20th. Um, this is episode two, the idea of manhood. Um, every boy needs his daddy spread the word subscribe on podcasts hit me up www.theideaofmanhood.com i'm on itunes i'm on stitcher i'm about to be on soundcloud we about to blow up uh so uh, definitely tune in next week 
Um, we're going to get into some things, folks. We're going to get real. We're going to have real conversations. We're going to be a little vulnerable and authentic and really do some things. Shout out to Brene Brown. Um, again, thanks again for all my supporters, uh, to all my supporters. And I'll holler at y'all next time. Peace. Peace.